Robert and me, Pete. No Moses again. Um, his wife said he couldn't come out today. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what happened. <laughs> That's what happened. He was going to be back, and, and Jamila was like, uh, "Maybe next week." <laughs> uh, okay. okay. Am I live, Peter? Technically, no. Okay. Technically, okay. what? <laughs> Damn. So, All right. Yeah. So hopefully, Moses will be back from his hiatus very soon. Mm. But until then, you're back with the Rock and the Rock Star. You don't know the don't know. <laughs> can't deny it. That's kind of cool. Still, <laughs> I can't deny it. All right. Let's get into it. So, sorry, not sorry. Mm. Should, should you ask each other a question? Let's go for one for one. Cool. Do you want to go first? Nah, you go first. I had a question and I forgot it. Um, you, might, you might have to edit this part. <laughs> uh, what's my question? All right, I'll ask you. Cool. Um, so, we, in today's society, there's a lot of sexual freedom. Amen. <laughs> um, and there's a lot of value relativism. So, what I think is right might not necessarily be what you think is right. Um, how do you go about explaining why there needs to be a standard of values and sexuality to a secular person? And when you say standard values... Mm. I am talking about the Bible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, can we limit it to heterosexuality, please? Yeah, okay. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Um, the reason I was thinking of this, by the way, was a woman on the well, and someone said, woman at the well, who was sleeping with bare husbands, had bare husbands. Six guys. No, five, five husbands, and then the one she was sleeping with. And someone was talking about polyamory, and for whatever reason, decided to include the Bible and be like, oh, she would have been accepted by today's society as just being sexually free. If that makes sense, I don't think so. <laughs> so it, it was just, it was okay. just that's, that's what caused the question. So cool. let me think yeah. about this for a second. Um, so, firstly, I think um, just just like as a Christian, I would say as a Christian, the Bible portrays this view of what relationship should be. Mm. Um, there are many reasons behind. To be honest, the Bible doesn't say why it is, it is, but by inference, you can, you can almost work out I can agree with that. why that is the best kind of option. Mm. Um, I mean, just like thinking back to my life when I was back in the world, with all the babes, okay, not all the babes, but there were a few babes here and there, <laughs> you know, doing things in that order, just like, like having, like having sex outside of marriage, um, being in relationships for relationship's sake, mm. um, oh. It taxes you in many ways. Mm. Um, it, it, um, you know, that you, you, you like, you're, you're like emotionally invested into a person only to, for the, for them to be taken away. Mm. Like, what's so like all of that stuff is taken away with them. Um, you have an increased chance of contracting STDs, STIs from someone who's been with multiple partners. Mm. Um, soul ties in the sort. Sometimes it would be an interesting conversation one day. Mm. Not today. <laughs> um, and yeah, so... But then even with that, like, the, the point of the question is, this is to a secular person. So even things like soul ties is a very Christian concept. It's Christian lingo, if that makes sense. Oh, no. I think I think secular people understand the concept of soul ties. How so? I feel like soul ties, even though it's, it's a Christian thing, it's also... 
a secular I, thing I don't as well. think that's a concept at all in the secular in the secular world. The idea that your soul can be tied to someone. I I think that there's an understanding that sex isn't just um a company together of like physical and mental there's also a spiritual element i think that's the only in- interpretation of sex that's had outside of the church yeah but then but but, but then from that if, if there's a connection spiritually then that must mean that there is a connection is made and unless that connection is broken that connection will always be there yeah no i, I get it yeah i get it i'm saying the secular person won't because the, the, to the secular person, or from my understanding, from you know people's descriptions of what sex is, um, I think Nick Cadden recently was on a podcast. He was on Ti's podcast, mm. um, expeditiously, and he was talking about why he's never going to get married. He just wants to be able to have sex, and and like his rhetoric suggests, and this is the rhetoric that's suggested by all the songs, all the movies. It's it's essentially just a more intimate shaking of hands with someone that you are you're attracted to, and that's all it is. You don't get soul ties from shaking hands, and that's the uh, that's the sort of concept I have. So when I say you, when you say soul ties, I think I wonder if that's a concept that a secular person would appreciate. I think they would, mm, okay. personally, and and like even with Nick kind of saying that he just wants to like sleep around with bare women, um, that has come off the back of past relationships that have not worked, mm. relationships within marriage, relationships outside. He was, he was of marriage. actually talking about that, you know, in, in context, he was talking about that just after talking about Mariah. Yeah, and they're married, and why he won't get married again. Yeah. Mm. So, 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 it's like even being in marriage mm. has had such an effect. Like the breaking up of his marriage has such has has, has had such an effect, mm. which you probably wouldn't get if you weren't married and having sex. Okay. Yeah. Based on just based on like the level of like commitment, yeah. you said I'm going to be with this person, da, da, mm. da, da, and if, uh, and, have, and then for that not to work out. I'm sure has a greater effect than just breaking up with a boyfriend or girlfriend. Mm. Um, so going back to the question, um, explaining why it's important to not have sex outside marriage. Mm. Explain to a non-Christian. Um, one, the Bible says we should believe in it. Two, um, there are... That's the explanation to a non-Christian. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Bible says that this is what we should do, so we mm. do it. Mm. Two, um, there are a lot of ties that are made during sex, which if not confined in a safe space, can cause a lot of heartache and craziness as mm. a result. Um, three, this is the chance of contracting STD or SDI. Um, and four, like having sex with the same person over a, 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 a long amount of time allows you the ability to learn your partner's likes and dislikes, which will just increase the the experience for the both of you in the long run. Okay. Not that I would know. <laughs> I've heard. <laughs> okay, okay. But yeah, mm. I'm done. Okay, okay. I think if you were facing someone who was, you know, of a Nick Cannon sort of disposition, you'd get a lot of rebuttals, but I get what you're saying. Oh, and then uh, and I would rebuttal his rebuttal. Fair enough. Yeah, it could be uh-huh. a good back and forth. Mm. Okay. Cool. Okay. Um, well, since we have been talking about soul, soul ties, can you explain what a soul tie is and why they are bad and how they can be removed? Right. How can they be removed? <laughs> <laughs> are soul ties even mentioned in the Bible? Not necessarily. Oh, no, well, I haven't finished reading. I've read the whole Bible once, but not, 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 I haven't studied entirely to know if it's mentioned explicitly, I don't think it is. But 
then is it really like a biblical thing or is it just something that has that we've just decided to, to create? I think, like you said, it's it's an inference. It's it's a recognition of um, maybe why the Bible said not to um, be having sex outside of marriage and recognizing that this is like a... Um, this is... It, it's it's a, it's a symptom of what happens to those that do. Yeah. So soul tie... Um, my understanding of soul is the soul is a seat of emotions, um, uh, character, uh, preferences, etc. So, in my opinion, and this is entirely my opinion, the soul is inter- intersection between the life-giving spirit of God and the flesh with which you interact in the world. Would you say that there's a difference between the soul and the spirit? Absolutely. Yeah. What, and what would that difference be? <laughs> that difference I can explain. <laughs> I, have, I have explained with um, Power Rangers. The soul, the soul is who you are. So the soul is like the driver. Using Power Rangers terms, the soul is the person, the ranger. Right? Okay. The spirit is a power. That's the life. That's what enables you to do anything. So the power is a power coin. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the power is the For those fuel who don't know, in the, the car. The power coin is how the power range is transformed from teenagers into, into, into power rangers. Yeah. So the different soul was Zach and Adam, the original the first two black rangers. Uh-huh. Only the, one was black. Only yeah. Well, <laughs> the first black ranger, his soul, his personality was when he was fighting, he'd be doing hip hop keto, he'd be dancing and kicking and fighting. Right? The spirit was the power coin so he was a black ranger his sword was a mastodon now that same spirit when it was with him when it was fighting parties would dance would do the hip-hop keto thing and thing and you could see that it was a different soul in that spirit i'm just using that as an analogy uh-huh. when it was adam he had a very more a much more traditional form of fighting so it was no longer hip-hop keto but it was still a mastodon it was still the black ranger but it was a different soul within that um power ranger suit or using that power if that makes sense. Yep. So for me, my understanding of the soul is that's what forms your personality or that's where your personality sits. That's where your emotions sit. Um, that soul wouldn't have life if not for the spirit of God. And that's why I think a lot of people are dead in their sin because their souls, and you can see people with different personalities, but they don't have the life-giving spirit of God. Mm. Your physicality and where that comes in and why we are triune uh, being is your body, your flesh, is how you interact with the world, is how we see one another. That's an entirely physical thing. The soul, I think, is the intersection because it's both physical and spiritual. And I see that in the fact that if I'm angry, you can see maybe from certain centers of my brain, if you're like observing it, where anger takes place or what parts of the brain light up when I'm happy or what parts of the brain light up when I'm sad. You can see those physical things, but you can't see the emotion of anger. You can't see the emotion of love. Where you can see those effects in the brain, you see the expression in my person, in my character. So when I'm happy, I might have a crazy laugh when I'm sad, I might, you know, be have a screw face. Those sort of things, those um, expressions, though physical, take root in the soul and in the character and the personality of the person. If that makes sense. That makes sense. So that's that's my understanding of soul, which is a much longer explanation than I thought I was going to give. Um, when you say soul tie, I think when you have sex with someone, 
it's recognizing, and this is something that's a Christian concept, um, but I think it's recognizing that sex is so much more than just the physical interaction of two bodies. You end up having a um, a connection to this person that's beyond just the fact that you guys slept together, if that makes sense. You are emotionally tied to that person. You are, um, you, you, you are tied to that person more than however long you guys spent in the bedroom. And so having slept with someone, if that person then goes and sleeps with someone else, you feel a certain way. Or if you're not with that person. And this is, you know, we see this now in people who have like two girlfriends or in polyamorous relationships. And for the most part, it sounds fun, but when you really talk to people, they talk about a lot of hurt and a lot of jealousy and a lot of resentment Mm. that comes with some of these relationships and i'm not saying that's everyone but i think those things exist because sex isn't just the physical interaction and there's something more that happens um there is um there's a, a connection deeper than you know just the physical and that's what i think the soul ties are okay so when you have sex with someone you are connected to them emotionally you are connected to them you know more than physically right so that's that's the soul tie why is it bad because you don't want to be connected to everyone emotionally you don't want to be connected to everyone more than physically in the same way i wouldn't want to even shake everyone's hand you know i I don't want to be connected to everyone physically let alone in a way that affects me mentally emotionally um much more deeply so would you say that your soul tie to your wife? Absolutely, yeah. If my wife goes and sleeps with someone else, <laughs> <laughs> it will be peak. <laughs> it will be peak for me, yeah. yeah. If my wife can do things that will affect me emotionally, that will affect me significantly emotionally, where maybe you can't. I can. What you are you talking about? You know, so yes, I am definitely tied to my wife. Um, my personality is tied to her. We've started, you know, we, we, we mirror each other in, cer- in certain ways. Um, emotionally, I'm tied to her. Yeah, definitely. You know, and sex is just a part of that. Obviously, there's other things, you know, living together, having a kid together, stuff like that as well. But yeah, no, definitely. Um, but you don't want to have that sort of, you don't want to have that sort of relationship with everyone. Mm. If that makes sense. It's, it's too, it's too intimate. It's too dangerous a relationship to have with everyone. And I think that's why soul ties are bad because if you think that every time you sleep with someone, you are developing an emotional connection to that person that needs to be protected. But if you treat sex as just something that you do, that protection doesn't come with it. You're really, you know, you're you're exposing yourself to being hurt, to being affected significantly by so many different people. And that's one reason why I think it's bad. How do you break it? Because I think it's not just a physical thing, um, I think it's it has spiritual um, repercussions as well. And I think it's broken when the life-given spirit of God is involved. And I think that sort of influence that this person has on you, that sort of connection that you have to this person, can only be broken once you have you you've allowed for the spirit to heal your relationship with God. And that then heals your relationship with everyone else. So I think it's something that can really just be broken by that life-giving spirit of God and the grace and the forgiveness and the healing that God brings. And that's why I think it's a Christian concept because it's a Christian God that can solve that sort of problem. Cool. Okay. I'm happy with that.
I was not prepared to talk about soul ties today. <laughs> oh, and I think we should just like make clear mm. that soul ties are bad when done outside of marriage. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Mm. All right. That was nice. Cool. All, right, All right. So, have you heard of someone called Carson King? Carson King. King. No. Okay. You probably you probably wouldn't have. Okay. <laughs> so basically, he was this guy who was who, who was at some kind of rally. Right. And he he happened to be holding up a sign saying that his 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 like his like supply of beer was was like running low, and then there was like a thing where you could like donate money to him for, and, and, and like I think it, 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 it like popped up on like a TV screen. Okay. And, and so people actually done um like donating money. To. Fair enough. And it got to he, wait. His sign said it was for beer. Yes. Yeah. I okay. The picture. I'll, I'll show you the picture after. Please. Yeah. And then um yeah. And then at first he raised like five thousand six hundred dollars, and then he decided to give that money to a children's charity. Right. And then the big company who, who was on his sign said that they would match whatever money that he made for the children's charity. Okay. And he ended up um, um, collecting over a million dollars. Nice. Which was really cool. Mm. But then, dun, dun, dun. so there was like a reporter who was like doing 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 a, a, a report on him yeah. and what he was doing. And then he uncovered some tweets from like nine or ten years ago right. where he was saying some racist things. Mm. And so as a result, um, the company is you know, removed from him and he's yeah. had a lot of backlash. And da, 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 da. Yeah. But it gets better than that. Okay. Oh, God is good sometimes, you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so like, there was also like a lot of people saying, oh, this was... This was like eight, nine years ago. Mm. Like this guy's doing a good thing. Why, why, why would you bring this up? Mm. Da, 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 da. And the report was like, well, I think it's my responsibility to to, to bring oh, things like for for the public to to make their own um, their own decision decision yeah. about it. Mm. But then, that's wow. why they say don't throw stones in glass houses. The reporter had some skeletons. Yeah. <laughs> of course he did. So someone went, went went to the reporter's Twitter and found tweets from eight, nine years ago of him saying racist things as well. Oh, of course. And as a result, he, he got fired. And now he, he said he feels so hurt by the company that they would do this to him. And da, 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 da. It's the company's responsibility. <laughs> <laughs> mm. And I just thought the whole thing was very funny. So um, I thought today we could talk about accountability of actions and okay. like when it's the past, the past, when it's the past need to be brought up once again. Mm. Okay. So Let's start with social media. Yeah. <laughs> so I've been off social media for like two years now, so I'm I'm free. <laughs> no, you can catch me for anything. I'm free. <laughs> Unless someone did some screenshotting whilst I was there. I'd mm. say, fam, that's not my account. <laughs> internet archive. I think I think it's called an internet archive. But there's an archive of everything that's been on the internet. So Okay, I'm gonna find so that. Someone can always go, <laughs> go, go burn that. Yeah. So um how long so, so how far in the past do you think People should be held held accountable to stuff they said on the internet or stuff they've done on the, on the internet. I don't think it's time. I don't think it's a matter of time. I think it's a matter of um, uh, of motive. So it shouldn't be that two years ago you said something and we have a cutoff point of 
three years where things said three years ago doesn't matter in this case obviously even eight nine years doesn't matter um i don't think it's a matter of time i think it's a matter of motive if i'm looking at someone's social media i think i should be able to have the context of who that person is who that person was what that person was talking about someone making jokes about something like james gunn yep. who was at the time in that context he wasn't the producer he he was oh, for those he, who don't know james gunn was the producer of guardians, guardians of, the of the galaxy, galaxy. yeah and he, he was he was seen to be saying some wild things about children he, he was making tweets. some stupid jokes he was trying to be a provocateur um and making some really stupid really bad jokes about pedophilia yep. and kids but at the time he wasn't a world-renowned producer he hadn't got like guardians of the galaxy under his belt he was literally trying to make a name for himself and trying to do comedy yeah. Right, which in America is something that you know apparently comedy should be allowed to say whatever they want. And also, I think it's important at that time saying those kind of things yeah. wasn't seen as the most terrible thing in the world. No, yeah, again, you know, I, he said it, and at the time, no one did anything to him because they recognized what it was. But later on, it comes up, and no one's looking at who he is now. And I think Dave Bautista was a very good example of. No, this guy right now has been someone that's given me like a career and I'm ready to throw this career away if you guys are going to cancel him mm. kind of thing. And and that kind of testament of who he is should have been enough to say, nah, this isn't that person, you know. Uh, so I don't think it's about time. I don't think there's any amount of time that would change Hitler's mind, for instance. I think who he was, you know, before he came into power, who he was after he came into power, um, that's who he was. I mean, you say that, but then we have Paul. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, no, you're completely right. You're completely right. But then again, it's motive, isn't it? When Paul was Saul, yeah, that's yeah. how it was. <laughs> <laughs> when Paul was Saul, his motive was killing Christians. When he turned and became Paul, his motive was different. And I think you, people eventually came to recognize, ah, nah, this guy is different now. For real, for real. Yeah. And they were they were correctly and rightly scared of him because of who he was. Mm. Um, I think social media adds the, the twist that most people, more often than not, don't really mean what they say on social media. Because yeah. for the most part, up until maybe recently, it hasn't been real. We've recognized that this isn't real. And there's been no consequences to your words? No. Outside of maybe companies looking at you? If, if, if you're Well, no, you. outside of when maybe companies, it comes out and it affects the company. Oh, no, they don't care up until it affects them. I don't know, but wasn't it a thing that like companies used to like look at people's social media and, and then base whether they give people jobs? Some places. Yeah, no, actually, that's, that's true. That's, that's true. No, that's true. Some places. and uh, Yeah, no, that's very true, actually. That's very true. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. Um, for the most part, we've recognised that it hasn't been real up until recently because now it's starting to get real. Yeah. Um, and so I, I think because of that as well, we can't really look at the infancy of social media and what people are doing on there and really judge them by it. You know, I think you have to look at the person, you have to look at their motive, you have to look at who they are um, and make a judgment based on that. Yeah. Because like, because like, like even these, these like, like you're saying, these platforms weren't what they are today. No, no, they really weren't. Like, no. like people weren't really using Twitter. No. People weren't really using Instagram. So no. people doing a lot of reckless stuff. Yeah. And because it was such a small thing, it was cool. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of yeah. Reddit. People, people be saying reckless stuff on Reddit. <laughs> Um, yeah, but that's anonymous, so it works. Well, that's the other thing, is is anonymity. Once you give someone anonymity and they do what they want with that cover, when you take it off, you're not really getting, 
you're, you're not really getting them. You're getting them under the influence of the power that this mask gives them, mm. if that makes sense. Yeah. And you also have to look at the fact that it's only the wildest things that get play on social media, especially now. So someone's, you know, if you're wanting the clicks, you aren't going to say the sensible thing. You're going to say the wildest thing because that's the thing that rises to the top. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, um, so with social media, I don't think it's time. I think it's motive. And I think you have to take some other things into context. Okay. So let's say someone like, who should we pick? Liam Neeson. Yeah, Liam Neeson. Okay, let's, let's pick Liam Neeson. Mm. Um, yeah, so he so he, he did the way he did said what he said. Um, we had a conversation about that. I think we did, didn't we? No, we. I wanted to, but we never really got around ah. to it. Well, anyway, um, yeah. So, so like Neeson said that he was looking for a black person to go, to go beat up. So, with with like something like that, who gets to, who do you think gets to decide whether he has changed enough for what he said to not matter anymore? If that makes sense. Yeah. Well, so first, I don't think. I think every individual has to make their mind up, right? And I think if we're being honest, if we're being sensible, we don't have enough information to know whether or not he's changed. We don't know him. Mm. We only know him as far as knowing that he has a particular set of skills. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to fight. You're such an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we also only have the context. So this is a long answer, but I because I feel passionately about the Liam Neeson issue. Um, we're talking about cancel culture. In, in the last part, yeah. we're talking about cancel culture. And we have to recognize that cancel culture is actually really stupid because all it is is people looking for a reason to say you're canceled. Even if they never followed you in the first place. Even if they never followed you in the first place. Even if they have no horse in that race. Even if they don't care. It's just, ah, he's done something. Let's jump on him. And there's a mob mentality that goes on social media where something's trending and you want to feel like you're part of it. Mm. And so a lot of people are getting sucked in. and Oh, yeah, how dare he? Blah, blah, blah. And some people have not even watched the entire interview. I remember when I saw the Liam Neeson thing. I'm not even a Liam Neeson apologist. I like Taken. I like him. I don't know why I like him. He's, he seems cool. But I saw on, I was in Weatherspoons. <laughs> I saw on the TV, I was having a breakfast. I was having breakfast. I saw on the TV and I was like, Liam Neeson for racist comments. I was like, that has, like, it has no place in the sort of image I have of Liam Neeson. Yeah. Just sort of following him and, and like watching his movies and stuff like that. So my first thing was, okay, go and search. I was like, Liam Neeson racist. And then the interview came. Actually, no, it wasn't an interview. It was an article. And the article did something similar to what you did, where in saying Liam Neeson, you said Liam Neeson was looking for a black person to beat up, which is true. <laughs> <laughs> which is true. But was not the entire context of what he said. That's the context that meant. <laughs> so the article presented that. And I think this was... I think this was... I don't think it was the sun. It was the mirror. I think it was the mirror. Sounds like the mirror. So I was because I was doing this on my phone, and I was like, "Well, no, this isn't presenting like what? What did he actually say?" So I didn't even. I saw that article head t- title, but I still wanted to go and find him say it. So I found an interview. I found an interview that he was doing, and the context was he was doing a movie about revenge. In the interview, he was really like cordial with the interview. I felt really calm. I was like, oh, I haven't even told this story before. But when you talk about revenge and how it clouds your judgment, I remember a friend of mine back in 
18 whatever 90 whatever um was raped and uh i you know she 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 crying came to me she was like who did it she didn't know and i was like what color was he like just looking for and in the context of the conversation them talking about a movie him promoting a movie that was about revenge him talking about his friend and just having this cordial conversation with a reporter and feeling like it's a story that relates somewhat to what he was yeah. to the movie and him prefacing it with saying revenge clouds your judgment to this extent he wasn't endorsing what he was saying yeah. he was talking about how bad a situation or how bad um it put how bad it affected how badly it affected him and how much it clouded his and judgment the fact that he even told that story and the fact that he even told the story with a recognition that i've never told anyone this i can't believe i'm telling you yeah like it was a completely different thing than what were presented but people just jumped on the fact that there were racial undertones um and the fact that there was um desired violence and even with the desired violence he was saying I wish I, I was walking around with I can't remember what he said he was holding, wishing one of these bosses would do something. So it wasn't like he's going to pick a fight. He's hoping, and you can see sort of that twisted judgment in that if this guy picks a fight with me, they're more likely than not a rubbish person. So they're okay to be up. <laughs> if that makes sense. That's not like your kind of thing. It, it really, and and that's why I understood it. That's why I understood it because I've been there before. <laughs> I've been there before where I'm just like, please do something. And I remember a situation where. It wasn't just please do something. It was please be stronger than me. Because if you're not stronger than me, I might kill you. When like, was the last time you had a fight with someone? Outside of karate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, nowadays I, I'm able to walk away. I'll, I'll walk that, was, away. that was the question. I haven't. I can't remember. It's been, it's been a while. Nah, <laughs> <laughs> Keep up the reputation. <laughs> no, no. But it, it was literally, my mind was so clouded. I was like, not only do I not want you, do I want you to start something i want you to be stronger than me and i remember it see this day i remember the person i remember praying god make this person stronger than me because if he's not i won't stop punching him mm. and 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 that's how it's that's how badly it clouded my judgment so i understood where i was coming but again coming back to the question yeah, hold on, before, before we because mm. I, I, I was thinking about fights you know and like you know how if, if, if a fight breaks out mm. and people try and stop it mm. I just think like if you if you leave them to fight, yeah, like won't they just eventually like lose? Stop. Yeah, like yeah, lose, it, lose the rage. This, like, this, this is what we did in this is what we did in secondary school. In secondary school, in secondary school, there were people who, if a fight because fights broke out all the time, if a fight breaks out, there are people who stop you from stopping the fight, and it's like nah, let them let them have it out, and they'll fight. There'll be an obvious winner. <laughs> there'll be an obvious loser. <laughs> And then they leave because more often than not, the fight is because we're feeling heated about something and it's not that deep. Yeah. And you throw a few fists and you're, you're good. Yeah, okay, it's, it's, it's a bit barbaric. <laughs> it's a bit barbaric. But the truth was it, of it was, especially as, you know, 16, 17, 18 year old kids, it was just, ah, I'm really angry about this. I want to I wanna punch you. Okay, I punched you. You took the punch. You punched me back. Cool. We're both hurting now. Let's do <laughs> But I think the the difference now is there's it's a, the consequences could be a lot a lot graver. Someone could be carrying a knife. Someone could be carrying a gun. Um, and you could be talking about potential loss of life. Mm. So it's, it's a lot. It's a lot more significant. And I still think people should stop fights if they happen like out on the street. If you're if you're inclined to do it for whatever reason, fights break out, and I'm happy to not even look. <laughs> <laughs> like in Croydon, there's this number of times there. You know, I'll see two people. They seem both seem inebriated, talking now. Like, yeah, fine. 
do what I don't care. I don't care. It's, no, I'm sure you wish. Oh, man, I wish I wish I was in there, man. Nah, no, no, no not really. I you get I, I get enough fighting. I get beaten up enough, so I'm happy. Now we um, want to win the fight. Sorry, you want to win? A, you, you want to win a fight, don't you? No, I'm happy. I'm happy to have my skills tested. I'm happy when I when I win like a match. But I'm also happy when I lose a match. Oh, I could have done better. Could have done that better. But you like winning more, don't you? Nah, not really. You do. I don't really care. It's more about anyway. <laughs> so coming back to the council <laughs> culture. Um. Uh. Oh, what was the whole point of Liam this? Neeson. Yeah. No, but what were we trying to talk um, about? Who gets to decide? Who gets to decide? Yes. So, the reason I went into that entire whole sermon about Liam Neeson was because the decision is on an individual basis. But for whatever reason, we're not taught or we're not thinking about making the right decision with the right information. We're allowing for, you know, media to sensationalize or for trending topics to be um, our, our barometer as to what we should weigh in on. And we're not really going to do the critical thinking or critical research required to make that decision. When you ask who gets to decide, every single person gets to decide for themselves. However, how they're deciding should play a big role in whether or not their decision should should matter. If that makes sense. It makes sense. Yeah. Oh, cool. Let's bring it to the... Apologies, guys, for the Liam Neeson apologies right there. Yeah, Peter had to get that. It's been in him for months. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it really has. <laughs> Okay, <coughs> I'm choking. <laughs> Let's bring it to the church. Mm. Um, obviously, sometimes in church, there people do stuff, yeah. there are controversies, mm. and the stuff. Um, sometimes people are asked to step down, people are asked to leave. Um, what do I want to ask? I'm ask a few things. Mm. How do, just just before the Liam Neeson thing, who who do you think gets to decide? Um. What was your whole take on that whole debacle? I think I think I was kind of... Also, side note, we haven't heard of Liam Neeson since. We haven't. That movie that he was doing got completely shut down. It got no promo. And we haven't. We literally haven't heard of it. He came on like some TV show to say, I need education, I need help, which I thought was just appalling. He didn't need to say that. <laughs> but yeah, he has effectively been cancelled for the next couple of years. Maybe he got taken somewhere. <laughs> I can <Yeah>. do it too. <laughs> um, I think, I think the people that don't get to decide mm. are any group that weren't directly affected by it. Right. Okay. So it shouldn't be white people saying, mm. um, "Let's cancel Liam Neeson mm. because there's no emotional investment for them. in there for you." Mm. Mm. Um, in the same way, if I don't know. What's, what's, what's enough if? Um, my mind's gone blank. Well, just just on that, can I can I also say, I think, I think the, I think if you listen to what he said, and if you, if you if you paid attention to the fact that he was looking for someone who could potentially be the perpetrator of this crime against his friend then you should recognize that if she had said the person was white, the person was Chinese, the person was... With that, it would have I been thought, the same thing. I thought it was a bit strange that that was the second question that he asked. <laughs> well, <laughs> especially being in, being in Ireland at the time. Well, exactly. Well, but I, I, I'm, not, I'm not as surprised because at that point, you want someone, you want someone to wear the target. And if I can't, if you can't tell me who it is, I know it's a male, 
but then what's, by, what's the next differentiating factor? But then, but, but, but then by, by asking if uh, it, by asking the race, it just kind of seemed that he assumed that they wouldn't be white. That's fair. That that's fair, <laughs> and that, that could very well be. You know, that could very well be like maybe the part of it that betrays what he may have actually felt at the time, yeah. being a white man in Ireland, hoping that it was someone other than yeah. someone that looked like But that being said, it, it was 30 years ago, like whenever it was. It was 30 years was, ago. So it was a very different time as well. A very different time. Yeah. He, he, would, he, would, he would have been a very different person. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just thought maybe the race probably shouldn't have been put, put in there. Just personally. Yeah, yeah, just personally. No. But then for the context of what he was saying, he the thing is, I think if he had even just the slight amount of forethought as to the internet could go wild with this, he would have changed that detail. Yeah. It would have been he was wearing this uniform or he was wearing this colored shirt yeah. or, or something else. Something <laughs> just thinking I think, yeah, the internet can go wild with I think this. just because of the the like times we live in, yeah. If you're like a so, someone of, of some stature, mm. you need to think about Details and stuff. And stuff. <laughs> Unless you're Dave Chappelle. Oh yeah, Dave, fam, Dave Chappelle is bulletproof now. He can say what he wants. <laughs> I've already, I cancelled myself. <laughs> How are you going to cancel me? Yeah. Have you seen Sticks and Stones? Not yet. And, Not yet. And, and I'm looking forward to it. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I think if, if, if you haven't got investment in what's been talking about, like I remember, uh, who was it? Um, Rihanna had, had had something. Was it like a lipstick or makeup or something? Uh-huh. And it was called Geisha Red or something. Right. And then people were saying angry that she's she's appropriating Japanese culture, and and like most of the people that were saying these weren't Japanese people. Japanese people. <laughs> so I'm like, well, how? Why, why why do you get to say that this is offensive to Japanese people? They appropriate people? black culture all the time. <laughs> and Geisha Red isn't an appropriation. I think if I if you say Geisha Red, I know what you're talking about. If that makes sense, like I can imagine the white with a yeah. l- slit of of red lips. I can imagine it. Like it's not, it's not, an, it's not IKEA saying jerk and yeah. rice and peas. <laughs> it's not that. <laughs> so, but anyway, speaking of geishas, I don't really like uh, uh, Rihanna. Anyway, uh, I'm not even a politician. Peter, so. please behave yourself. I don't. I don't like Rihanna, Rihanna. at what? all. Okay, Peter. Ever since she was a good girl gone bad, I don't like her at all. Rihanna I like good amazing. girls. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I was gonna say something. Has a trivia. Did you know? So mm. geishas, right? Mm. So they paint the whole face away, mm. white, but they didn't paint the, the the back of their necks. I did not know that because ah, because because the back of the neck is is seen as a like an erogenous or, 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 or like a, like or, or like a stimulating part of the anatomy to men. So so, right. so they leave it. Yeah, kind of like being a bit naked. Like ooh, mm-hmm. that's the skin. It's it's a detail in Mulan actually. I think because I remember Mulan, the faces were completely white, but it seemed like the neck wasn't. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah. So, so yeah. So yeah, no, yeah. So, yeah. So, 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 so if you don't have an, a stake in it, mm. I don't think I think you, you should, should shut quiet. up. Yeah, yeah. stay in your lane. Kind of like when um, is it similar? I guess when like guys try try and like weigh in on like um, sexual misconduct of, of like women. I feel like like as a man, sexual misconduct against women against or women. of women okay, against women. Yeah. So mm. like yeah, so like. As guys, we don't really, we can never understand what women yeah. go through. Yeah, yeah. Same way as like white people can never really understand what black people go yeah. through. So, yeah. and that's a point actually that um, Captain Emma raised um, about some of the things that she faced and the fact that as a guy saying that you don't see it isn't isn't fair because you wouldn't see it yeah. and you'd never understand. So you're completely right yeah. there. Yeah. Um, so within the church, mm. sometimes people do things they're not supposed to do, get caught mm. out mm. doing things, mm-hmm. um, and. 
the ox to step down. Mm-hmm. Do you think that when people are asked to step down, okay, okay let's, let's, they're stepping down and being asked to leave a church mm. because they were, so like we've had to ask someone to leave the church because <laughs> she was a bit crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but um, how long do you think a person, with, with, with the church being a place where it's, it's a place for the lost and such, like people make mistakes all the time, mm. how long do you think someone should be dismissed from a church for? How long they should be dismissed for? Yeah. So not, they should be dismissed, but how long they should be dismissed? Yeah. Uh, so I think... <sighs> am I going to throw P.I. <laughs> under the bus now? <laughs> no. Do it. Do it. Do it. <laughs> you know you want to, P.I., man. Just do it. So my old church. Which, which church? Uh, Pentecost. Church of Pentecost. Hey. Um, and, and they're known for this. They're known for being, like, disciplinarian and suspending people. Um, You've got to ask yourself, what's the point of the their discipline right if discipline kills you it wasn't discipline it was murder because discipline is supposed to bring you back in alignment right so if you're asking someone to leave the church and you're dismissing someone i get where maybe for the safety of those there like you said it's a place for the lost it's a place for god's sheep if there's a wolf you dismiss the wolf because they are a danger to the people but if it's not a wolf and it's just another sheep behaving badly and you're dismissing them for the uh, safety of these people, they should still be a priority. They're the one out of the 99. So they are one that Jesus would actually leave the 99 for. And so where churches, and and I say, I I bring up Church of Pentecost because for the longest time, and I don't know if that's changed now, um, it would be you fall into open sin, and in order to maintain the name of the church... That means six, the, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only open sin that, 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 that the church ever refers to. Even fraud, they don't talk about it that much. It's only ever six. So anyway, you fall into open sin and for the name of the church. And I, I'm saying these things because these are specific reasons that people have given me. For the name of the church and for an example, they will ask you to they'll suspend you they'll say come to church you can only sit at the back you can't participate more often than not that led to people leaving the church um but it would just be you're suspended and then that's it there's no rehabilitation there's no counseling there's no act to bring you back in alignment yeah it's just all right you've gone and done this and for us to maintain our name we're going to kick you to the side Playing devil's advocate, mm. I, was, I was reading Corinthians, First Corinthians, I think it was yesterday, mm-hmm. and it was the part where Paul was talking about some guy who had slept with like his father's wife. Yeah, and he said, "Get him out of the church." Yeah, I don't remember him saying it's okay to bring him back. No, but then before that, he was saying instead of them reprimanding him, that would have been the disciplinary area. They were cheering him on. So this wasn't a person that was repentant. Mm, yeah. This was a person who was like, yeah. <laughs> Obviously with my daddy's wife. <laughs> and, and the church was like, you're the don, you're the guy. So it was a completely different situation because that verse is what what the old, uh, you know, let me say old because I haven't been in a while and then the people up, you know, in position now are a lot more, sensible. I think, yeah, you know, than some of the people that I came across God bless them but you know <laughs> that that would be their thing yeah Paul said excommunicate I was like yeah Paul said excommunicate after all other avenues of rehabilitation had failed yeah. and he also said excommunicate to a church that were cheering on the sin so it's a completely different thing 
it's a completely different scenario now when it comes to dismissing someone i think yeah if there is a you know a protocol for bringing that person back in alignment there is counseling there is some sort of um you know it's not just discipline for the sake of discipline you know it's discipline to maybe make the person realize what they did wrong or realize how they can um change or or, or dig out some deep-rooted issues then it's really a loss then really it's just people trying to be appear holy in my opinion what about if you use the example of was it Ananias and Sephira <laughs> how they go just you go struck it you had to go you know up up until now and you've you've mentioned them before i don't know why they were struck down i think they were struck down because because the church was such in its in such it's a, such such an such in its infancy mm. like God had to show them, fam. You can't be like I'm trying to start something sick. You can't be. We can't have, we can't have it, none of this. It very, it very fairly might be the point, but yeah, I, <laughs> I don't think it was harsh. I think it was, yeah. I, I still don't. I haven't studied it enough to know exactly why. <laughs> yeah, we're giving to the church. We're still giving. We're just not giving everything, but we're going to say it's everything. Now nah, you lie to the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Wife comes in. They're going to be like your husband. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> it's like, yo. That's a bit harsh. But yeah, I, I haven't studied that enough to, to to figure it out. But no, you're, you're completely right. It could very well be like, yeah, you know, you just got to set an example. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. Because yeah. sometimes, you know, well, it takes a bit of yeast to get into all the dough and then it's peak. Man. So how do you think the process of rehabilitation should go? I mean, I think it differs. If if I, if I someone comes to confess a sin and, you know, they're already repentant and they're already like, um, they recognize what they did wrong they've taken steps to make sure it doesn't happen again. They are repentant. They recognize they sinned against God. Um, maybe they, you know, if they come like that, then I think it's a much easier route to rehabilitation. I think it's just, okay, maybe, you know, for instance, um, what's his name? Actually, I don't know the details of that, so let me not even go there. But for instance, <laughs> sorry, uh, a pastor comes forward and says he's been sleeping with his, you know, female congregants. Uh, no, that's not right. member. Yeah, but there's another word for it. Anyway, he's been sleeping with the females in his church. Um, he's sad. He's sorry for it. He recognizes he let the power get to him. He let his lust um, take over. Uh, but he's sorry. And the church wants to ask him to step down. I think that process of rehabilitation is figuring out, okay, so there's still lust in your life. There's still, not that lust will ever leave your life, but there's still lust that you haven't got control over or lust that's a problem. And we can't leave you in this position where it's almost like we're feeding you. You know, it's like, yeah, you're addicted to cocaine, but we're going to let you do the, you know, separating of cocaine. It's a bad example. Because yeah. <laughs> cocaine is bad anyway. but It's like being addicted to alcohol but still being allowed to work in a bar. In a bar, exactly. You know, it, yeah, perfect, perfect example. We, we have to take it away from the bar for your own good. Yeah. And I think that's different because the person recognizes. But if the person doesn't recognize, I am not addicted, I have no problem, you know, and then they still want to stay in a bar, you recognize that it's bad for them, you recognize that they are bad for people, you still remove them. And then that post of rehabilitation is helping them recognize that there's a problem. Helping them recognize this problem, helping them recognize being able to come out of it. Because if you don't agree that you are a sinner, that's f- from that point onwards, there's no hope anyway. <laughs> if that makes sense, there has to be that agreement that okay, this is wrong. 
in the church's eyes and in my eye or in preferably in god's eyes this is wrong okay i see that now and that makes sense and you think once rehabilitation has is happening mm. should the person still be allowed to come to church or do you think it's just not outside uh, oh no again again in different in different scenarios i might think you you can ask them to step down and they'll just become a church member you know and if they have the humility to do that then they can do that um or you might ask them to step down and then ask them to leave the church for a while but you maintain contact uh maybe the leaders or whoever's helping maintains contact again i think this it, it's it's different for different situations, but I think the underlying thing is it should be aimed at bringing that person back in alignment. And anything other than that is a lost cause, in my opinion. And um, outside of like the heavy things, like let's say, like the rapes and the paedophilia and those kind of things, mm. do you think that people should be allowed to retake any positions they had? Yeah, yeah. I think I think people can be restored, um, and you know, you. So ex- an example of someone like that that I don't know the details of, but I know enough to say this applies is the truth. To so the truth was caught sleeping with, um, I think it was Ty Tribbett's wife or something. The truth is a Christian rapper, um, and it came out. You know, him and his wife. He stepped down from ministry. He stepped down from music. Um, and him and his wife went for uh, counselling. His wife cheated cheat on him as well? No. No, I don't think his wife cheated on him. I, I think like you told me that story. Or well, yeah, someone. no, so he was cheating on... He, so he was cheating with Ty Chibbett's wife. And Ty Chibbett was sleeping with someone else. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah, it was, a, it was a bit of a, you know... But, yeah, again, he stepped down. He went for counselling. He, you know, worked things out. And then he came back. And you know God being so good, He came back, and it's like um, He recognized what He did wrong. He acknowledged it. He spoke about why, but then you can also see that He's grown in the process. Yeah, you know, so He even comes back stronger than what He was before. Um, and that's been His testimony thus far. So I think, yeah, there is room for someone taking, and that was even a more serious thing. That was adultery. So it wasn't even like something small. It was adultery. Um, I think there is room for being restored to the position or even higher. Um, but again, if it's if the aim of the re- rehabilitation, if the aim of the discipline from the get-go was to bring you back in right alignment, more often than not, that's probably what you're looking to do anyway. I think. Cool. Yeah, I think I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think sometimes it's better for rehabilitation to happen outside of the church. Yeah. Um, just because congregation members be crazy sometimes <laughs> with the whispering sometimes yeah. they be saying it loud <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah see your face and all sorts um yeah but uh, yeah but then also re- re- rehabilitation is a beautiful example of grace yeah shown yeah. by the church yeah yeah um, and that's what repentance is re to return but pent to the highest point yeah so it's to be brought back to the highest point so yeah yeah cool yeah i think that's a yeah 50 minutes so okay last question yo okay if you were forced to step down at church, <laughs> well, I'm not. I haven't got any position. Okay, if you were the, why do you have any positions? Sorry, why don't you have any? Do you want a position? No. Why not? I feel like I have so much to offer, Peter. No, not really. I feel like you're, you're not. You're, you're not. Um, nah, I'm good. I'm good. You're not exercising your full potential. Full potential. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, if you didn't have a position of power mm. and you asked to step down, yeah. For what reason do you think <laughs> you asked to step down? I beat someone up. <laughs> 
got angry with someone's misinterpretation of the Bible. Mm. <laughs> no, um, I, I've got. I mean, I'm I'm not perfect. There's lots of vices. It could be lust. It could be pornography. It could be getting angry and you know getting into a fight. Um, there's tons of stuff that could be reasons for me <laughs> being a being a being being out to step down it's tons of reasons it's only by grace <laughs> that even though i don't have a position i've not been asked to leave the church so yeah amen <laughs> well by yourself <laughs> you think i'm not gonna throw that back at you me um i don't know i don't think it'll be adultery i think that's way too easy it's too easy yeah what do you mean i'm not gonna sleep with someone's wife just because I fear the, the like repercussions of that too much from God. <laughs> Way too much. Way too much. That's crazy. So what would it be? Um, so Captain Emma, Captain Mark, stop talking to you. Why, why do this? Matt. So, I, I said Matt, sorry. You said Mark. I, I said Mark. Sorry. <laughs> I've been saying Matt so far. It's just, no, you know. Yeah, Every Mark, time you say you say Mark, See, Mark, you said Mark. 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 It's Matt. Matt. <laughs> Captain Matt, oh my god, it's so so bad. Captain Matt, why do I why do I keep no Captain Matt? Because I've not met him, I think that's why. Captain Matt and Captain Emma stopped talking to you. Why did they stop talking to you? Why did they kick you out of the church? Oh, I don't think they they they, they, never, they never came kick me out of the church. <laughs> if they asked me to step down, mm. um, probably because of how I handled the situation mm. with maybe someone in the worship team. <laughs> It's that point of stress for you. Fam, there was, there, there was a situation a couple of weeks ago. I almost oh, went crazy. As... I almost went crazy. Oh, gosh. But, yeah, but obviously, you need to you need to set a good example. Yeah. yeah. So, I was chilled. Emma sent me a message beforehand <laughs> because, like, because it happened in, in, like, the worship group, um, WhatsApp group. Right. And, like, Emma and Matt are in it as well. So, like, they saw it before I did. <laughs> so, Emma sent me a message saying, yo, this is how I think you handle it. Da, 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 da. Oh, nice. And I was going to go crazy anyway. <laughs> but if she pushed me a bit more, <laughs> Anyway. <laughs> Yo, I, look, I feel bad about mispronouncing Captain Matt's name as well. Because I think it's a G from the last episode you guys did. So, I apologize. Shout out to Matt. <laughs> <laughs> I need to write it down. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, cool. <laughs> Let's wrap up. Hookups. Yeah. Hookups. Journeys with podcasts. Um, so this is a podcast that uh, a friend of mine has started. Um, Journeys with. It's just her bringing on people, talking about their testimonies, talking about their stories. She was on the podcast last week, wasn't she? She was on the podcast. Yes, she was on the podcast. Um, and uh, yeah, it's it's really it's a really fun listen. There's been three episodes out not thus far, um, and yeah, I've enjoyed each one. So, so what's the what's the what's the kind of theme? people's stories like you know where you are now how did you get there really okay. uh thus far it's been mostly christians as i spoke to her on the last episode she um she's not aiming to only speak to christians mm. but i mean the the last one she spoke to i think was 25 now or 21 it was, it was a younger younger lady but she'd actually been through uh quite a lot and and had a really unique perspective um and yeah i, I just find it really interesting to listen to people's stories so journeys with podcasts uh, i'll link it down below cool uh, my hookup is a piece of software called open lp okay it is an open source piece of software i don't even know what that means <laughs> that it means it's free okay yeah a free piece of software and so like you can basically use it to um to put together 
Church services. Church services. Church services. Okay. Open LP. Open LP. Mm. Yep. So uh, we used it today for the first time. It was really cool. So that like, you can implant like um, Bibles and have the Bibles, Bible verses come up on the screen. You can like have slides. You can like create song slides um, and then have them come up on the screen. And I think that that'll be really good for allowing for like spontaneous worship. Because mm. like, if, you, if, if you've got your set songs, you've got those slides. But if you like bust out a new song, you can just yeah, do, do, do another click. So, mm. yep, and, and it also gives you the option to input PowerPoints into it as well. Nice. It, it, yeah. That's what you used to or just have a just mm-hmm. have as a backup. Mm. Really good. Um, I'm looking forward to getting into it and seeing what magical things it can do. Well, that's what I'm gonna I'm gonna download it because we use Easy Worship at church, um, but it's a uh, it's a license they've had for like years and years and years, and they've not been willing to upgrade it updated okay so having an open source one i'm i've started moving everything that i do onto open source software because it's just free mm. and you can get some platforms <laughs> yeah no that's that's decent cool yeah. um open one more hookup just because mo's not here so i'm taking his easy um old school album not old school kind of old school mm. 25 by adele okay okay yeah it's actually a really beautiful album um highlights all I ask, um, hello is on that album, but that's that's, that's a big one. All I ask, um, love you in the dark, love in the dark. Um, when we were young, it's a great album. Adele is actually a phenomenal singer. She is, but then when she starts speaking, it's a whole <laughs> different thing. She's so cockney. It's so different. It's like, what? But yeah, it's, no. it's, it's like gigs, like when gigs rap. I haven't heard Gigs Fam. speak. Yeah, his voice is so high. Really? <laughs> you think he's the same person. Oh. I was going to say it's like Cheryl Cole, because Cheryl Cole is like cool and, you know, and then she starts talking and that Liverpool accent Liverpool is just so, so heavy. It's like, it's, it's yeah. It's, Gigs, it's please jarring. don't come and kill me. <laughs> <laughs> please. <laughs> he's the one that goes, uh. yeah. yeah, if you're yeah. talking the hardest, Gigs, but your thoughts is like, oh, it's Chase. <laughs> Shout out to Hollow Man, SN1, all of that good stuff. I just know from the constipation sound. <laughs> <laughs> um, shout out to Rude for the intro outro music. Yeah, yeah. Thank that Calvin Tunnel for the ordinary amazing logo. You can find us at Twitter at the Furnace UK. You can email us at tbsfurnaceahotmail.com. Um, Soundcloud.com forward slash splatters furnace no apostrophe on all good podcasting apps and webs websites. Before we go on. What do I mean when I say all good podcasting apps and, apps and, and, and websites? What does that actually mean? Because, because some, someone asked me and I didn't have an answer, <laughs> answer for that. Well, you mean all sort of um, podcast directories. So where people can go to listen to podcasts mm. or things that they use to collate podcasts on their devices. Cool. Yeah. Such as Spotify. Such as Spotify, Pod, Pocket Cast, Google Podcast, Podbean. Uh, podcast addicts so many different apps cool. you're the one that brought in the web uh, because you said that there's some websites that do it yeah no I'll find us on the website who goes on a website to go and then listen to a podcast SoundCloud is a website Peter yeah but you listen to it on your phone no if you're on your computer you listen to it on your computer SoundCloud is a fair point actually because of course SoundCloud is probably the only thing I ever listen to stuff on when I'm on my computer what about Spotify in my phone it doesn't feel right to use the computer app or to go on the website anyway we digress Uh, Moses should 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 be back next week if Jimmy says he's allowed to 
You're lucky he doesn't listen to this man. I'll say it to his face. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this is Blacksmith's Murder Side of the Black. <laughs>